Hey there, I'm Glenn Weldon. This is NPR's Book of the Day. Decades ago now, I bought for myself a cheap paperback copy of Mother Joffrey's very first cookbook, An Invitation to Indian Cooking. And it's been with me ever since, through five states, four relationships, three apartments, and two houses. You can tell my go-to recipes have been torn out and taped back in. The pages are stained with turmeric and saffron and ghee. And there's a dried smear of what I think is red doll across the back cover. The spine split in two long ago, somewhere on the drive between Iowa City and Washington, D.C. Joffrey is 89 now, and she's out with an updated edition of that first cookbook, which means I can finally retire the sad beat-up copy on my kitchen shelf that's bound together by nothing but a couple rubber bands and memory. NPR's Michelle Martin got to visit Joffrey in her home and talk about her extraordinary life and poke around her kitchen. I am seethingly jealous. This conversation aired on Morning Edition. This message comes from NPR sponsor Noom. Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, helps you build new habits for a healthier lifestyle. Check out The Noom Kitchen for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. This message comes from NPR sponsor BritBox. Discover powerful new series like Three Little Birds and BAFTA-winning drama Time, starring Bella Ramsey, Tamara Lawrence, and Jodie Whittaker. Stream the best of British TV only on BritBox. Start a free trial at BritBox.com. When we arrive at Mother Joffrey's home in upstate New York, it might have been a little rude, but of course we asked to see the kitchen first. I have everything. You still grind your own spices? Yes. You did? I have a coffee grinder. Oh, okay. And you look here. Yeah. I'll show you where. Yeah. Mother Joffrey is probably best known for introducing Americans and others to authentic Indian food. She's written dozens of cookbooks, but that's not all. In her 89 years, she's starred in movies and plays and done lots of other things. Here she is playing a grandmother in a music video by the rapper Mr. Cardamom. He calls her Nani, which is the Hindi way of referring to a maternal grandma. I'm going to make you a countryside chicken curry. As you might imagine, for a multi-hyphenate like her, she still has lots of interests, drawing and gardening. She grows fruits and vegetables in her backyard. And of course, she also tends to an abundant supply of homegrown herbs. And this year, she is out with an updated version of her very first cookbook, An Invitation to Indian Cooking. It was first published in 1973. What's your go-to food if you're not feeling well? Some soup, mm-hmm. some kind of wonderful soup. My mother had this thing, we called it soup toast, soup toast. And it was kind of like a meat soup with vegetables in it and toast which you broke into it and ate it. And that's my real, real comfort food. And what would you prepare if you were trying to impress? I'd make a biryani. Grand biryani. We know how much work goes into it, and we know the saffron that goes into it, the nuts that go into it, the combination of meat and rice and how to put it together so they both come out cooked at the right time. There's a lot of timing involved and a lot of uh, what we call the dumb technique where you close the lid completely and it steams in its own juices. Well, take us back to the, the, the story of how you came up with this book, why you decided to write a cookbook from what? the beginning, because 
People may forget you were, you were, you are an, an actor, actor right, an actress, right? right? So a trained I, I, actress. You trained at the Royal Academy. Right. I trained to do one thing. I did not train to to cook. I have never trained. And when I left home in India, uh, I couldn't cook. And my mother was didn't cook either. She didn't need to, but she came from a sort of humbler family, and so she cooked with her. All the women of the house, and you don't know how to cook because and you I don't know how to cook because we had cooks. Cooks, and I remember going up the five flights of stairs at the Royal Academy and going up to the canteen and eating this kind of see-through slice of roast beef that was grey, cabbage that was watery and grey, potatoes that were watery and grey. I thought, oh my God, think of those potatoes with cumin and asafoetida. How wonderful that would be! I didn't know how to cook it. So that's when I started writing to my mother, and she wrote these three-line letters back: take this, take that, stir that around, bono it or roast it a little bit, and then cook it till it's done. But here's the irony of it all: that even then, I remember the taste of it, and that's what I keep telling people: that if you have a good palate, just like having a good ear. So it's a kind of memory you get when your sense is acute, and I have it for the palate. Jaffrey became a household name in the UK in the 1980s, hosting a cooking show that would spur a run on cilantro. And I just had to ask her how she managed such a prodigious output of cookbooks. Because I love to eat. When you love to eat, you say, "Oh, this is possible. This is possible." You keep thinking of the possibilities. And I never took it seriously. That's the other thing. I took acting seriously and never got the acting jobs I wanted. I didn't take this seriously, and I kept getting more and more offers to do this and that and the other. So it's been an odd kind of life that way. That's interesting. One of the things about your books, the tone of it is so inviting in the sense that you say, "Look, I'm going to start out with the easy recipes, and then we're going to kind of work our way up." And you're also not shy about substitutions that. May make it easier to well, right. to achieve to the result. This food. If they don't come hundred percent there, they come ninety nine percent there. And I want them to learn about it. Then they'll want to go a hundred percent. In the fifty years since your your first book, you 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 said, look, you know what? If you really want to eat good Indian food, you have to go to somebody's house. Is it different now? I mean, could we go out and find some really excellent Indian food in a, in restaurant? a restaurant? Yeah. Yes. Yes, because they these young guys that have taken over all these young chefs they're trying to do it the way they want to do it and that is a big difference and they are new and expensive and saying look at me we can do this we can give you make you pay 150 <laughs> for a meal and and we'll give you something real something that tastes like we want to taste we are in a moment as we are speaking when people of indian descent are very much on the rise in leadership in right. all spheres. And I'm, on the other hand, there are anti-democratic trends in India that are also very worrisome to people. I'm just wondering how you feel about that. Tricky subject because of the politics that mm-hmm. comes into it. I feel very strongly that we should be a democracy where Hindus and Muslims have equality. All religions. We've had it. When Nehru was there as our first prime minister, we had total equality for Hindus and Muslims. But what about here as an Indian American? I mean, you, same here. Me. All the Isn't, Indians here really? are equally divided. Really? Yeah. There's a strong element 
that is for the is the anti-Muslim element mm. that is very powerful in amongst the Indians in America. But there's also the other element. People like me who always said, "Can't we get along? Can't we live together?" Mm. So there are these two sides, and they coexist. Before we let you go, do you have any advice for someone who's making their way as you once did as a young woman in the world? Know what you want and keep going the way you want to go and let everything, all the chips fall where they may, but do what you want without hurting anyone. That's my way of doing things. Mother Jeffrey, thank you so much for talking with us. Thank you. Thank you for coming. The 50th anniversary edition of An Invitation to Indian Cooking comes out later this year. This message comes from NPR sponsor Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash NPR. Support for NPR and the following message come from State Farm. As a State Farm agent and agency owner, Lakeisha Gaines understands the support small businesses need. Knowing that no business is the same, knowing that we're all impacted by things that are beyond our control, like catastrophes, and hearing and listening and understanding what's important to a business owner, understanding how much is truly affordable and what makes sense at that moment. Because a three-year psychiatrist is going to be very different than a 20-year doctor. And a two-year sign owner is going to be very different than a one-month restaurant owner who's just trying to figure out what's going to be on the menu next month. Those are the things that I think are extremely important that come to my experience as a small business owner. It's me figuring out how to help the people that I live with, how to help the people that I work with, how to help the people that I volunteer with. Talk to your local agent about small business insurance from State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.